0: Coming to you live from a shanty outside apartment, this is the Sons of Anarchy Podcast with your hosts, Hot Take Tommy
1: and Drunk Shy Sox fan. On today's episode, we are joined by another extremely special guest, um, minor league Prospects in the White Sox organization, pitcher, relief pitcher, former starting pitcher, Will Kincannon.
0: And you can canon bet on this being a good
1: episode. Oh my gosh. The dad jokes are rolling in hot and Tommy only has a puppy. All of this is brought to you by DBC Brand.
2: We're good to go.
1: That is 100% going on our page right away. Got to snag a <laughs>
0: got to snag a pup really quick. Give me two seconds.
1: Oh yeah, this Tommy just got a puppy like what a month ago. Yeah, a month ago, and this dog, all it does is yap, man. It is
2: ridiculous. I'm a big dog
1: guy. That. Oh, oh yeah, I'm a dog guy too. But this is like on the border of dog and rat for me.
2: He is. Oh a rat. wow. Yeah. He's
1: 50% rat. 50%
2: a-
0: miniature schnauzer. Oh,
2: just now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Did you grow up with dogs well oh yeah oh yeah i actually want to get my pup in here right now but he, he doesn't let me put him on, his, on my lap <laughs>
1: hey that's all right big pup or
2: yeah he's a he's a, a german shepherd spaniel mix so that,
1: that's yeah. fair a little bit bigger than a lap dog
2: yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> first off he's a sweetheart though for sure yes.
1: now are you in riverside now
2: yeah, I'm in Riverside.
1: I figured. I figured. I uh yeah. I saw the tweets a little while ago when when stuff was going down. I live in Forest Park right now, so and okay, we're, and we're right now. Tommy lives like four blocks from Wrigley, so that's where we're at now. This is where we usually record. So yeah, it's Forest
2: Park, not too far away.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. And I'm glad. Hey, I'm glad you were safe. You know, despite you know everything that was going on and oh.
2: crazy, absolutely. Crazy, been through it for sure. It's not bad now, so we're
1: good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, first and foremost, I want to say thanks for taking the time to join us because this is this is a privilege to us. You and,
2: appreciate you guys having me.
1: Yeah, no, of course, of course. Uh, I got to ask you quick, you know, considering, you know, we, we see baseball stuff every now and again, but and we know, you know, you guys are baseball players, of course, but what have you been doing to pass the time uh, other than baseball, you know, during this quarantine, COVID, all that.
2: Uh, so pretty much every day I do the same thing: wake up, walk the dog, eat some breakfast, um, feed grandma a little bit, and then uh, go lift, and then throw, and then the rest of the day, just kind of trying to figure out something to do. You know, like <laughs> yeah. last night I walked around Riverside for like five miles for like no reason, just because I was bored. Like I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. So.
1: Absolutely. yeah i mean
2: i'm find find stuff to do to keep me up because when i'm like bored i i don't know i get i get like headaches if i don't do anything like i just like mm, absolutely uh, it's been t-
0: yeah i can definitely feel that i mean now especially with the milb being canceled it's like it's a lot of time to fill
1: <laughs> for sure how are you taking the news uh, the season I being close up yeah
2: kind of saw it coming from a mile away at this point i mean once we got into late May and you still weren't hearing anything, um, you kind of realized, obviously, the main focus is getting Major League Baseball back into play. But uh, with every, how slowly it was moving with the players' union, we, we kind of had a feeling that the minor league season was kind of toast from the get-go. So I'm not shocked, but obviously just trying to stay in shape, stay ready just in case you get a call if they need you type deal. So yeah, uh, no, I took the news fine because I was expecting it.
1: For sure. It seemed like Andrew, when we we talked to him a couple of weeks ago, he was yeah. kind of on the same page. He was just like, well, I know as much as you guys do and <laughs> you know, not expecting we're all, much.
2: We're all in that boat right now. We don't know anything. We're just kind of staying out, staying in shape and just hanging out pretty much.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing though, is that like, I feel like every business, every, everything is just doing it like by the, off the cuff. And so you expect people who are like, actually in the thing to know stuff but then you realize like nobody really knows anything it's it's crazy man
2: yeah i agree we've all been we've all been in the dark during this whole situation it's definitely new to everybody so um obviously the main concern is people's safety which is the right thing to do but yeah so that's why it's a crazy scenario for sure
1: yeah now with baseball being closed up um you know that doesn't mean that you just you know kind of go into a shell so what have uh what have workouts looked like for you you know uh, you know have you have you even been able to play ball at all
2: uh so I've been lifting five times a week mm-hmm. and uh throwing a bullpen and a live day so pretty much two two times off a mound a week throwing six days a week um Up until a couple of weeks ago, once the major league season decided to start going, I was going up to Wisconsin and facing some uh, pro hitters. uh, Gavin Lux, some guys like that. So it was good competition. And then uh, now I'm just kind of facing some college guys and things like that, guys that need reps. and It's just good to see hitters in the box and just to stay game ready just in case I get that call.
1: For sure, yeah. I totally forgot Gavin Lux is from, like, uh, the Milwaukee area, area, I want to say. Kenosha, Kenosha, yeah. And um, in regard to like getting hookups with like college players right now, how how have you been able to make those connections?
2: Um, So I obviously went to Triton uh, Junior College, close to us, obviously. Um, But a a buddy of mine is actually not only do I have a couple buddies in the Rake City program, which is like a travel ball program, but I also have some buddies that are running a different travel ball program as well, and it's kind of linked with COD. So just anything. And then we also got that still that group chat in Wisconsin where pro guys are still going to hit and things like that. So I have plenty of options um, to go face hitters whenever I need to, which is great. Obviously uh, you got a lot of people that don't have those. So uh, in that regard.
1: Yeah, no, that's a really good thing. You know, it's good that you have those connections and Hey, being regional guys, when you say COD and challenge dreams, (laughs) Oh gosh, here we go. (laughs) You know. i can't believe tommy brought that up <laughs>
0: yeah, well that was definitely the nickname of it back in the <laughs> really i've never heard that oh yeah you've yeah, never yeah. heard college
1: of dreams before no, no <laughs> oh true. man
0: yeah that was the joke because you know obviously people who were going there and weren't always pursuing their dreams so <laughs> yeah. Yeah not to trash not to trash community college by any stretch it's probably the better choice than private college like we did but say lovey yeah well
1: (laughs) hey uh speaking of of, you know that you know you brought up triton um talk to us about a little bit about your journey from high school ball where you you saw a lot of success to then instead of hopping right to you know eventually you made it to a division one program in Indiana state. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk to us about kind of that journey from high school to then eventually Indiana state.
2: Yep. Um, So out of high school, I was actually signed to middle Tennessee state, which was a division one in Murfreesboro. Mm -hmm. Um, Got to campus and the guy that recruited me for the three years, he recruited me left for a different school. So just just, That was pretty much the main reason I went there. So then I was like, all right, this probably isn't for me anymore. So I left, um, went to Trident, actually where my dad got drafted out of as well. So I went to Trident. First year pitched okay. Second year pitched pretty well, and then got drafted by the Dodgers. Um, Didn't decide to sign. Then uh, went to Indiana State. Really liked the coaches. Really liked the people. Um, And then uh, obviously got drafted by the White Sox. It was kind of a crazy journey, but it flew by so it didn't seem like I was all over the place so I mean it definitely flew
1: now if I read this correctly you grew up a White Sox fan
2: oh yeah huge huge I used to like when I was a little kid I would like cry if they lost so it was bad
1: (laughs) it was bad (laughs) it's kind of like us now
2: yeah no we're adults that cry (laughs) about it so you know oh hey how we're doing Record games during the winter because, like, if there wasn't a White Sox game going on, I would like be super fussy. So they would record games and they would just play them in the winter. So I they're still playing, and of course, and, uh, they were winning a lot of those winter games for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, who, who would have known that they'd be so successful during a specific season? <laughs> well, that's got to be like a dream come true, kind of right to be drafted by your favorite team.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely was. I mean, just having the opportunity uh, to play in the big leagues in Chicago. I mean, that's obviously my dream. And, um, just being close to family and friends would obviously be huge for me and just my family and friends in general, everyone that's helped me get to that point. Um, so yeah, definitely a dream come true for sure. Good deal.
0: Well, I mean, for example, we were at that game that like, what is it? Scotty Wilkinson from, uh, Baltimore. Oh yeah. And Uh, the support that he got just from being at the ballpark. I mean, wasn't a super well attended game, but like that being that that's a possibility to have for like home games for you, I mean just a it's got to be exciting b i'm excited for you uh for you know whenever that opportunity comes, that'll be there
2: yeah yeah i'm definitely definitely something i'm uh I obviously dream about and I'm looking forward to happening, and um definitely gonna have a lot of people in the stands that. Uh, I know and our friends with and family, it's going to be a ruckus night for sure. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be awesome, man.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Now, um, quick, you know, in regard to your transition to professional baseball, um, I feel like the guys who we've had on in the past, every time we ask them if there's a struggle, if they've had a struggle, there usually isn't any sort of uh, answer. Maybe that's because their college programs prepped them so well or they, you know, uh, have like a a pedigree of baseball, which you do as well, too, with your your dad. Um, So if there is anything, what has been a significant, you know, struggle or something that has been difficult for you transitioning to pro ball? And then what's something that you've also found easy?
2: Um, the struggle I definitely had growing, going to pro ball was uh, just going from a starter to a reliever. Um, yeah. Never coming out of the pen before to pretty much getting thrown when we got to rookie ball and look the pen and not knowing a routine or how to go about things, going from a starter's routine where I was a guy that used to get out on the field an hour before the game to get loose, like doing my all my mobility stuff and all my stretching to my long toss. To my weighted balls, like just a bunch of different things that you can't do when you're getting told, hey, you need to be in the game, you need to be ready to be going to the game in three minutes. So like it's just a totally different routine. So the first year I did that in Great Falls was definitely, uh, definitely learned a lot. And then um, going to spring training that next year, I got hurt. I had that stress reaction in my elbow. Um, so after that, it was kind of a slow start. But uh, just learning how to kind of develop a routine and and go about things in the bullpen, which I really feel like I harnessed last year and it helped me uh, have a really good year.
1: In regard to like adjusting from a college season to like the long haul, yeah. what, uh, what have you learned from the guys that have been there for multiple years or guys who have, you know, are older?
2: Just, uh, I mean, just obviously, like you said, it's a grind. I mean, there's, play 140 games you can make it to the big leagues it's 162 games not many off days a lot of long bus trips you know a lot of getting to hotels at 5 a.m and not getting <laughs> much sleep games so um you just gotta get obviously adjusted mentally you have to be in the right state of mind um to really be prepared for that type of grind because it could really eat you up if you're not
1: right and about that grind too and, and you know being mentally prepared when we talked with the the guy who's behind you at the moment, um Mr. <laughs> Platano Perez, um that the man, the myth, the legend. Um, yep. <laughs> um he said, you know, you were a guy that uh was always loose, never uptight. Is that just your personality or do you have to make a conscious effort like not to be bothered by stuff or you know all uh,
2: no, I uh, I'm always pretty loose and not uptight at all. Um, I mean, probably why I didn't get as good grades as I should have in high school. I was always fooling around, things like that. But <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I'm definitely not not a super serious guy. I mean, I'm definitely serious on the mound, but um, as far as outside the field or in the bullpen or things like that, I definitely like to have fun and enjoy myself and mess around because I mean, if you're not if you're not loose and you're not keeping it fun, I mean. It almost seems too much like a job. You won't enjoy what you're doing. So I mean I mean, we're getting to play baseball for our living. So I mean what what should I be upset about, you know? So enjoy it and and uh take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, It's a dream job, right? It's better than working <laughs> at Woomal Notties, right? So
2: <laughs> Great Pizza great pizza.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. It is good food. Uh, it is a lot of other things too. So I I mean, I shouldn't hate on my employer. Thank you, Mark Malnati for the job. Preach, definitely. Anyway, I mean, hey, like, it's good to hear that that's something that translates for you in terms of your looseness to being on the mound. That's awesome. I mean, I was actually surprised to hear you say that you're not making a conscious effort being as what you said with uh like you were so used to being a starter, and then like all the wind up for it, and um yeah. do you think that's actually played well into your success as a reliever? Do you think like if you made that transition earlier, that would have been even more beneficial, or I mean, what are your thoughts on that
2: i just I just think I just needed to learn as as the time went on I also obviously having teammates that in college were relievers, so they understood how to go about their routine, how to go about things so like. For us, for an example, was a reliever in a closer at South Florida. And like a guy, another guy like Bennett Souza was a reliever at Virginia. Like, guys I hang out with in the bullpen, they've been relievers for the most part their whole college years. So, just learning how they go about things and to try to put them in my routine, things that work for me. Um, Obviously, some things they do won't work for me. That's just not the way it happens. We're all different individuals. But um, yeah, just finding out things that work for me. I'm a guy that. When I, last year when I realized I was going to pitch the eighth and the ninth or the ninth, like I kind of knew early in the game that I was hot and I'm probably going to be coming in for that closing situation. I'm a guy that would go to the clubhouse in the sixth inning, start doing my mobility stuff, get loose, get ready. So that when I, when I get my name called, I'm already hot. I'm already ready to go. And uh, that's something I probably didn't do the year before and I probably should have for sure. But, um, yeah, it was just – it helped a lot learning from people that have already done this for a longer period of time than I have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you bring that up too with um, talking about how from a year to year, uh, talking about the, the transition and, and how that, you know, probably played to a lot of your success that you saw in 2019. Is there anything else in, in particular that, that you did maybe in the off season between 2018 and 2019 where, um, whether it's workouts or, or mindset or whatever that helped you grow to be more successful?
2: Um, I- well, it was almost uh, Coach Zaleski helped me a lot, um, kind of looking at my metrics and things like that. And he's like, you got a great sinker. You got a great breaking ball. You don't throw your breaking ball enough, though. Like, in and and your changeup, you should probably not throw it as much because you're just helping hitters out. So once I really started throwing my breaking ball more to lefties and just pretty much trying to strike guys out instead of – make hit ground balls basically just trying to strike guys out and and doing away with the changeup. up is kind of right when I took off I just started striking a lot of guys out throwing a lot of sliders a lot of balls and um it was kind of just like a, a mindset change of how, how to go about pitching and how to attack guys and uh, I believed in it. I had confidence in it and that was the main thing for sure that's
0: that was awesome to hear I just feel like most of the time you're trying to tell people like don't try to strike every guy out and then like the opposite is true hey i mean that's compliments to your stuff though right like if you've got the stuff to strike them out every time out then fucking do it right (laughs)
2: can't get hurt if people are swinging and missing that's the way i think about it i mean one of our one of our models with the white Sox is attack and embarrass we want to attack guys and we want to put them away and we want to make them look bad so uh that's that's the way i think about pitching i don't go out there to to pitch the contact I want to I want to embarrass people for sure for
1: sure for sure and you have the stuff to do it and I love that um you um you brought up Zaleski because we hear nothing but good things about Zaleski in Chicago and the (laughs) impact that he's having on the system and even our our starters up here you know uh, on the on the south side yeah um so in regard to that, though, I love that you brought up um, Zaleski's kind of analytical approach and looking at, you know, how is this pitch doing against these kinds mm-hmm. of batters and these situations? How much do you personally look at? And I think this is something for me on this podcast that I'm to a fault on and Tommy is, is to a fault on on the other side. <laughs> um. um how much do you look at analytics or statistics or all of that or in in comparison to like how much is it just gut how much of it is just like go out there and, and and be in a mental state of mind where you're ready to pitch because from when we talked to Andrew you know we definitely got more of a lot of like mental aspect that um I haven't heard from ballplayers before
2: yeah I got that don't get me wrong, like I know what my bread and butter is and I know what I need to do to beat people. I need to throw sinkers in on righty's hands or, or down and away, obviously, to him because my ball sinks. And then I throw a lot of breaking balls to put them away late in counts. Um, obviously, before we go in the game, if we have scouting reports on their team, what these guys struggle with, what they can't hit, I look at that and I take that into account. And if this says that this guy can't hit a, a sinker down away, I'm obviously game plan to that. But if he's taking good swings on my sinker down the way, I'm, I'm definitely not gonna, just going to think, hey, I need to keep throwing it here. That's, that's where the baseball player comes into you. Um, but as far as the, the analytical side with my pitches and things like that, before the season, I didn't know anything really. Uh, Zaleski really taught me a lot about my own stuff, um, which, I, like I told you, really helped. And uh, obviously, I try to incorporate the right ways of using my pitches on the analytical side. But going in the game, it's a, it's a combination. You know what these guys can swing – can hit. You know what they can't. But obviously, play to your strengths. Don't try to do something you're not good at. So,
1: Yeah. Makes sense, right? Wisdom. Of- you, 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 you play to your situations. You play to, mm-hmm. to, to the people that you're playing against, right? You know, you, yep. you got you to make adjustments. Um, from a non-baseball question uh, here um, – I know I, I read up on, on Dan's article on you, uh, When There's a uh, Will, There's a K. Um, yeah. I love that. Um, he, he wrote uh, you know in that interview that uh, Craig Deedlo is, is one of your go-to guys. Yeah, um, my boy. Any funny stories that you're, you would feel comfortable sharing with us Uh-oh. on the podcast
0: with you and Craig? <laughs> oh, he said comfortable <laughs>
2: No. <laughs> hey, that's the tricky part. There's plenty of funny stories. <laughs> um, let me think here. Oh, uh, uh,
1: No, here. Know. If you're worried, if you're worried about our listenership, don't worry about that because we've we've told plenty of stories of us being idiots. But it's all up to your comfort level. I'm
2: thinking of. A, I'm thinking of. I'm trying to think of a one that's uh not X-rated for sure. I mean, Craig's a funny. Guy. Um. Basically, basically, that guy's – every time every time we're, we're – as a club, as a unit, he's a, he's a jokester for sure, kind of like I am. And he makes a fool out of himself, but he's definitely in a good time. We were, here's, a, here's a story, actually. We were, uh, we were in spring training in Arizona in Glendale, and there was, like, a pop-up, like – in the middle of the restaurants, there was, like, a pop-up, like, dance, like, thing going on. I don't know what they were doing. If they were working out or, like, they were dancing. And Craig just went in the middle of it and just started getting after it. Like, in the, like so funny. I don't even know why. It was hilarious. But he made a fool out of himself. It was really funny. So, that's one I could think of for sure.
1: That is awesome. That's good stuff. So, yeah. so who's the bigger entertainer, you or Craig?
2: Oh, me, for sure. <laughs> but, but, I mean, Craig, for the position players, Craig is, like, you got a lot. Most position players are super serious. Mm-hmm. Craig is a like a goofy one. Steel Walker was like the biggest goofball ever. That's my guy too, but obviously we trade Steel. Um, Tate Blackman was a goofball, but besides that, the pitchers are usually like the goofy ones that mess around because we only have to focus on that one time we're in the game, and after that, like, it's like we can do whatever we want. The players are in the nine innings a game. They have to be focused on every at-bat, every pitch, so – I guess it uh, makes sense for the persona that uh, the pitchers are a little bit more goofy than the position players.
1: Oh, yeah. Now, as a – well, I I played a little bit in high school. Uh, I'll just say that. Um, (laughs) um, Slaps over here. One thing, in in Little League, though, (laughs) I got a lot of flack for being a guy that that tried to stay loose. I was goofy. Uh, I think something that didn't help was, was my dad was also my coach and he, he was kind of a hard ass. Um, (laughs) now what, what do you, what do you say to those people that, that, or have you ever had people say that you're not, you're not serious enough in in any time Uh, in your playing career?
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, my dad actually, uh, I'm not serious enough, but, I mean, we got Jersh, who's our manager, who's a younger guy, who likes to have fun. He, he understands the grind of the minor league season. He's a professional player at one point. Um, I mean, we've had we've had road trips with karaoke. Like, he, he keeps it loose as well. By the way, me and Craig lost in the finals in karaoke, which was kind of rigged. <laughs> yeah, but we'll move past that. Um, but, yeah, I've been told I'm not – but when that, when the, when the lights come on, the game's like on the line. I'm very serious. I'm very locked in, and um, you could count on me to be 100 percent there, and um, not anywhere else for sure.
1: For sure.
0: Well, hey, I mean, the ninth inning wouldn't be yours if that wasn't the case, right? So makes sense. Outside yes, looking in. Yes, sir. So, Steve, what's up, Tom? You have a project or idea that you want to be seen by as many people as possible? I might. Um, <laughs> do you provide a service but go underappreciated when you put yourself out there on social media? Social media? <laughs> and do you want sleek, impeccable presentation but lack the know how or resources? Oh, of course. Well, if you answered yes to any of these, who who should I be telling you to get in touch
1: with? Tom, I think you're about to tell me that I should get in touch with our friends over at DBC Brand. Mm. DBC Brand, with your choice of three solid tiers of social media marketing plans, you get access to professional social media content curation, email marketing, blog posting, live video and photography sessions, and more. Wow. Find out more by visiting dbcbrand.com and give your business the creative touch and spotlight it deserves. DBC, digital, digital by, by creatives. Just Thoughts? This is a little bit of a transition toward Major League Baseball. I want to ask you first, you know, especially as a relief pitcher, what are your thoughts on these two new rules, uh, the two main ones with uh, Universal DH um, and the runner on second in extra innings? I need to hear your thoughts on this one. I promise Rob Manfred doesn't listen to this podcast. so promise he doesn't.
2: So, the first one, Universal DH, I I get it. Don't get me wrong, I get it. I understand it. Um, People don't want to see pitchers hit. I'm a guy that thinks he can hit, so (laughs) I've always always wanted to get in the game and somehow get in a situation where I have to hit. That was, like, a big, like, dream of mine mentally, but that's not going to happen. As far as the runner on second base, obviously we've had it in the minor leagues in the last couple of seasons. It definitely speeds up the game. Definitely speeds up the – I think I I think I think lost three games last year in school and we're on that, so that was cool. But, <laughs> wait,
1: wait, wait. goes, that was cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, so two wells in that format last year wasn't great. Um, yeah, it can end quick. I mean, I remember we were playing Wilmington. I pitched the ninth. We were tied. We didn't score. And then we didn't score on the top of the tenth, so there's a guy in second nobody out and he swings first pitch sinker hits a ground ball to middle game's over I was like oh I threw one pitch all right we lose Um, so it's definitely gonna speed up the game for sure it's uh it's not something that I see them doing long term after this Mm -hmm. season and I don't think they should but um for this year with the with the schedule I understand it
0: yeah that's I mean that's well said I mean they've got these guys playing, like, I looked at the schedule for the first time yesterday, and I was like, holy, they're not going to get a break, like, for 60 I'll days.
2: Games in, like, 65 days or something. It's yeah. insane, but.
0: It's crazy. And, like, you hope that they give them the rainouts, like, actually off or something, because. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, pitchers who rake, of all the pitchers <laughs> that you've, uh. You've seen in, in the minor league system uh, trying to hit a baseball. Um, who, who, is, who has been the most impressive uh, pitcher that can rake in the White Sox system?
2: Well, we've, we've all, we've all told, asked our coaches, hey, can we hit BP like, so many times, and we're never, we're never <laughs> successful. But I've never really seen any of them take a swing. I, I know Souza was actually a really good high school hitter at one point. Um, I don't see him being athletic enough. I've told him this to his face times. So. I love him, but he's a great pitcher. I don't know if he's a great athlete though. And then Perez, I can't see Perez hitting. He just seems like a PO. so we just go down the
1: <laughs> So it's you. That's, that's by default.
2: I mean, I'm confident in the way I could swing now. My eyesight isn't the best. So if we're just taking soft toss, I could put on a show. But if I start seeing 90-plus, probably not going to end well for me.
1: Okay. So from pitching 60 feet 6 inches, your eyesight isn't affected by that at all?
2: I could see the glove good enough, and I could see the ball off the bat well enough. So um, just when guys start throwing 90-plus with with sliders and change-ups, that's where I'm not seeing it as well.
1: It's a blur.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: It <laughs> I, it's going to be great when you're 40 and you hit the 16 inch softball,
2: a mile.
1: range. Oh, it's going to be perfect. Yeah,
2: <laughs> for sure.
1: Well, <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of athletes, um, did you play any other sports in high school?
2: Basketball. Uh, growing up, I was probably better at basketball up until probably. Up until my junior year, um, basketball was always my favorite sport growing up and still love it. Still love shooting around playing. Obviously, can't really play, can't get hurt, but um, always love basketball, was always my first love and right there with baseball. So yeah, I played basketball.
1: Okay. How did your dad take that as a former minor league player? Did he kind of buy into that? Was he supportive or was he more yeah. pushing you toward baseball? Yeah.
2: My dad was actually a really good hooper as well. Um, his senior year, he, like, won the scoring title in his conference and beat out Doc Rivers. Like,
0: oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Nice.
2: So, yeah, so, yeah, he could hoop as well. And then he could he had some offers and things like that for hoops as well. But um ended up playing baseball. And, yeah, he supported me. I, there was a point during my senior year that I was just going to play um, baseball just to focus on baseball and see where that senior season could take me possibly. And I'm really glad I didn't do that. I'm really glad I played my senior year because I would have regretted it for sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: most definitely. Now, bass.
2: Too athletic, you know? I mean, if you're just pitching all the time, you kind of lose some athleticism.
0: Fair. Yeah, it's something to keep you in shape. Just ask Souza, I guess.
2: Yeah, exactly. He's he's going to peel. Now he's never going to come on. (laughs) Shit. Oh, hey, I'll I'll get him on here.
1: (laughs) We'd love that. I'm just going to go grab my drink real quick. Yeah, what did you craft
0: yourself? It looks like it, you oh, put it in the
1: freezer, then... Uh, oh, shit. He said there's a story. It's, it's in a water bottle, but...
0: Yeah, that's why I don't trust you know, like, it. What
1: the fuck so did you make? I was at a bachelor party this weekend. Oh, shit. And the guy who's getting married doesn't drink beer. Like, at all. And he so likes what? sugary stuff so i decided yep yep you already know so i decided <laughs> to make uh my own rendition of jungle juice oh my oh um well, you, there's some you couldn't do
0: that in your own home well i know you <laughs> I follow the sun's
1: account you follow me on twitter at yeah. drunk fan is the the twitter handle For which is reason. fitting um there's a picture Somewhere pretty close down the line of – are you taking a sip of that? Yeah, I want to know what Um, you did. There's a picture down the line of me passed out at the bachelor party, literally on the floor. Um, No red anywhere, which is good. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So, still got some good taste, though. I think think the the pineapple that I put in there is really starting
2: to get happy. Jungle juice is the worst hangover, though. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah no most definitely um everybody who had it that night um from the guy's side the girls came over at one point and had some um everybody on the guy's side ended up throwing up those who had it <laughs> so <laughs> and we really hung over the next day sucked. That sucked. oh, my oh gosh. gosh so will oh i know what i was gonna ask <laughs> this is great i'm telling you all I needed was a little sip. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> um, Andrew was talking about how a bunch of guys in either Canapolis or Winston Salem uh, were also like kind of working on like their uh, physical training or physical therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah physical training right. Um, certification. Um, if baseball, you know, baseball can can last you up until you know your 40s, basically, right? Hypothetically,
0: especially in your case, right. <laughs> Since you're such
1: an athlete, man.
2: Yeah, athletes help. Yeah, being athletic's a big deal there. So that's right. Forty five for sure. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> Some cologne. I mean, shit. it's like
1: it's like J- uh, Jamie Moyer, right?
2: Yeah, hopefully I throw harder than he did at forty five though. <laughs> <I> know, <right>? <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Not very good end of his career. It's kinda not very good.
1: Right, no, that's true. I think he was like wafting up eighty-two. Now, uh, what, uh, what in the future do you possibly see yourself doing past baseball?
2: Um, so I'm a physical education major. Um, I also really like lifting and working out and things like that. So I could see myself um, being a teacher, obviously, and then coaching. Um, but um, I would, I wouldn't mind like training people as well, and 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 giving lessons and things like that. But I definitely wanna like coach at the high school level at some point. And then um, whatever happens after that, we'll see. But obviously that's uh, the backup plan, but I obviously you always need one, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Education major, Ooh.
0: <laughs> Yeah, both of us were education majors as well. Uh, yes. I went and did something else, but uh,
1: all good things for sure. I'm still trying to influence the youth of America.
2: That's good. Hey, that's what it's all about. My sister's a teacher, too. So we're, you know, we're all on it. I yeah, love
1: that.
0: That's I love awesome, that. I mean, it's, hey, fuck it. I mean, Conurco's down in Arizona coaching baseball right now. So, yeah.
2: yeah. You got yeah. a lot of you're just like around coaching just random places. Like, so a lot of their kids, obviously, but right. still cool.
0: Yeah. The shoe fits, man. All righty. Well, do you got any more or any more what alcohol there's a lot of alcohol <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll get to that um all right F- finesse on the hat yeah what's the uh, what's the finesse for uh
2: i don't know um <laughs> it's just cool <laughs> obviously i've never i'm not a friend's guy but i know that's the friend's label uh-huh. yeah it just says finesse and i like the hat so i bought it but-
1: <laughs> that is a good yeah, god, looks
0: cool so that is a good yeah. fucking story
2: I was gonna. I was gonna either wear this one. I have another one that's oof, just oof. I was gonna wear that one, but
0: I think I've seen that hat before.
1: That's that's a funny one. I like it.
2: (laughs) My my saying oof, so I had to buy it when I saw it. (laughs) Love it, man. Now,
1: since you're not a friends guy and you're wearing that finesse hat, what what are you a TV guy? Do you watch any TV?
2: Yeah, I during the season I'm like on Netflix a lot. Right now, uh. I mean, it's funny. The reason I'm saying this is just because I was watching old clothes. I was a huge Jersey Shore guy back in the day. I thought it was hilarious. Oh
1: my gosh,
2: <laughs> huge, huge Shore guy. Um, I still find I still find SpongeBob hilarious. Uh, and then, uh, besides that, and I don't really watch much TV. I mean, I watch a lot of sports, but sports aren't on. So yeah, but, uh, it's a it's a But then, I got Netflix, I was a Narcos guy. Um, Nothing really right now, though. I'm not into anything right now.
1: Good deal. Now, I do have to ask this question, too, because we asked Andrew, and he avoided us by saying that the YMCA always comes on, Baby Shark, or whatever, (laughs) when he comes out to the mound. Do you have a song that gets you really hyped up? Ooh. Like if you had like your dream come out song, you know, like Mariana Rivera
2: enter Sandman. That was know. actually my song at one point. Yeah. Um, I like my I like my uh my my walkout last year. It doesn't really get me pumped up, it just it gets me in a zone, I feel like it was called "Whoa" by uh XXX, whatever that is yep. name. X X Yeah. Yeah. R I P R I P, but yeah. Yeah. His song Whoa, is is kind of a vibe that I like, but no song that really gets me fired up. When I lift, like I listen to like sad Drake. Like it doesn't you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not really a guy that gets fired up. I just do what I have to do.
1: Okay. So Whoa by XXX Tentacion. I can vibe with that. Well, Tom, do you want to ask him your famous question for everybody we interview basically? Yeah, that's right, right. And so, he's a Chicago land. This guy, would make so sense
0: perfect. All right. So if you are at the ballpark, um, how do you get your hot dog and why?
2: Hot dog with everything. Fucking right.
0: Like Chicago, Chicago
1: style.
2: Chicago style. Everything on it. You don't need to mess with anything that's great. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, as far as, A, the White Sox ballpark, best food they have is the Elote. The Phenomenal. Holy um, shit.
0: I've heard that from, like, just about everybody, but I've never I've had never it. I've never had it either. I don't know why. The
1: fuck,
2: I don't
0: know
1: what I'm missing
2: I'm now it's phenomenal you gotta try it they 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 make it to perfection how it should be made so it's it's
1: perfect here's to 2021 in the Elote. yeah we gotta get the fuck out there and get that shit
2: they might have some fans this year you might be you might be in there you never know fingers
1: crossed man knock on wood september 30th or
2: whatever it is is gonna be (laughs) yeah yeah
1: (laughs) a little
0: runoff versus the tigers oh, fucking not the tigers actually oh i'd like to see a little <laughs> bit more quality baseball than
1: that but yeah. alas <laughs> no nah. so oh we should, will. we should yeah we shouldn't
0: have you try to trash the other <laughs> organizations in yeah. front of us i
2: didn't say anything
1: i was just listening <laughs>
0: he's just bleeding the fifth
1: right here
2: so perfect
1: well hey will seriously thanks so much for taking the time to join us yeah, man. Um, Great, having you on. really appreciated you doing this and uh
2: appreciate you guys having me it was fun
1: Um, hey, so that was good. That was awesome. Um, first and foremost, thank you again to Will for joining us. Thank you to Dan Victor for hooking us up yeah. for these interviews. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that we got the chance to talk to Will. He is a Chicagoland native too, <laughs> so it was yeah. fun to reminisce over a little bit of that.
0: hundred percent. Definitely a funny guy too. Um, I think the thing I'm taking away from it the most is A, he cried when the Sox lost hey, <laughs> it means he's passionate about
1: the organization, right? Which is huge. <laughs> he's here to win.
0: And B, what was that phrase he used? Uh, like, Im- oh, um, attack and embarrass. Attack and embarrass. Which is the best. Like, to know that that's in the mindset of our pitchers is just beautiful in my mind because, um, yes, we want to attack and embarrass the Royals, like, so bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not just the Royals, but <laughs> Mainly the Royals, all of our though. opponents, yes. right? With, um, no, it's
0: true. Like, I think that mindset lodged in the minds of our pitchers is just, like, that's ideal.
1: Right. Well, Tom, considering you will not be with me next week, and it will be a very short podcast, another guest podcast, but another short podcast, I do have to ask you as we close out, and our next podcast will probably be, like, right before baseball oh, season. yeah. Hopefully is starting. Yes. Give me a realistic take for the 2020 White Sox.
0: Well, I think we're going to probably win the division. Um, you know, I don't know if series is fair, but it's not unfair to say that we're going to win the World Series. Whatever that is this year. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the most tame take I could have <laughs> at this point.
1: <laughs> In
0: all of his
1: uh, eternal, what is it? Eternal optimism, right? Is that what we call uh,
0: 100% it? 100% the eternal optimism, the font of eternal optimism. You really are. So, the hey. fount
1: of youth when it comes to your hair. And the uh, the fount of <laughs> eternal optimism. Maybe that's maybe it's all of the bad White Sox baseball that I watched over the past decade that made that's me lose wh- all my That's hair. where your hair went. That's oh where it went. Man. Thanks, uh, <laughs> Kenny Williams. Uh, who else do I have to thank for that? Jerry. Jerry, um, Robin Ventura, Yeah. Uh, and all of the bad free agent signings.
0: <laughs> Adam Dunn and fucking Adam LaRoche and <laughs> Todd...
1: <laughs> Taj Brazier <Frazier> and <laughs> trading for James Shields and mm,
0: saying goodbye to Marcus Simeon. I don't
1: need to go any further. Oh man, we got to end on a positive note here, Tom.
0: Yeah, what? I mean, what is it going to be? Um, oh, a, a real take, fifty wins.
1: Let's go. Wow, I can't even stomach that realistically. Fifty wins.
0: That's that's losing a sixth of your games. I'll that's take. A lot of games. I
1: will. I will tell you this. I will take over. I will take over on the uh, 31 and a half that Vegas threw out for the White Sox. <laughs> yeah, That strength of schedule yeah. is atrocious.
0: Yeah, we're just playing the Royals, the Pirates, the Tigers on repeat, and the Twins at home a lot.
1: That's true. So, all that being said, Tom.
0: Any last thoughts?
1: Rebuild or bust. In Han we trust. Have a good one, everybody. my train of thought <laughs> we might have to clip that part <laughs> <laughs> i have even been drinking well geez yeah no, no
2: no booze tonight no
1: booze <laughs> not yet <laughs>